Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications Connect to more. It's time for Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! What up, Montana? I really wanted to do a remote this week, so I guess we decided to maybe do a remote in the rain. Colter Nuanas, Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. Thanks so much for being with us here on your Friday. I'm down at the Missoula Sentinel practice field. So Missoula Sentinel, the defending Class AA state champions. First time that the Class AA state football champions are the defending champions in the city of Missoula since 1994, back when Big Sky won the championship, the only state championship in the history of the Eagle football program. Sentinel, they begin their title defense. Essentially today, this is the wrap of fall camp. Next Friday, Washington Grizzly Stadium, Sentinel will take on Billings West in a rematch of last year's championship game. So we'll look forward to that. We're definitely going to swing on down there next Friday and check out all the action of a rematch of last year's great game, which was an awesome one. But Sentinel, it's underway. And we're down here to catch all the action. A lot to get to here on a Friday. If you are watching it on SWX Montana Television and you don't see me uh, in the studio, that's because I'm down here. I just got down here. Uh, I had to. I haven't, actually haven't even walked over to the football portion of this thing because I was sitting in the truck as long as possible. Didn't want to get the iPad wet. Didn't want to get all Tommy's nice equipment wet. So uh, we decided we were going to walk on down after uh, we get through here this first segment. So we're going to talk Sentinel football right off the top. What has changed about Sentinel football. This is a team that, oh, you know, 10, 15 years ago, they were in Sports Illustrated as one of the worst football programs in the United States of America. I remember when I was in high school, it was an afterthought uh, at Big Sky that we were going to beat the Spartans handily. We, we tried to beat them without even throwing the ball. That was our stated goal. And now here they are 10, 15 years later. And they're the cream of the crop in Big Sky, or excuse me, in the uh, Class AA ranks of Montana high school football. So how did it happen, and how have they become such a factory? Right now, there's eight guys from Missoula Sentinel on the two Division One rosters for the Montana schools, and then a ninth guy in Dylan Rollins, the reigning Montana Gatorade Player of the Year, 
who's at BYU as well. So they've done a great job here at Sentinel. We'll take you through the ins and outs and the whys. Also, Andrew Houghton, uh, SkylineSportsMT.com, as well as ESPN Missoula correspondent, is going to join us to talk all things NFC East and a little bit about the AFC East. Also have some fun talk about the first 10 Montanans to ever appear in Sports Illustrated. I found this while I was looking for the stat about Sentinel being in Sports Illustrated, and I found the first Montanans to ever be in SI, so I thought that was interesting as well, so we'll share that for you, a couple fun facts. But then the main reason we're down here, our main guy, Rajim Seabrook, he's in and out, he's coaching, He's helping out, so uh, we came down here. He'll jump on the show uh, whenever he gets done with his scrimmage responsibilities. I think the freshmen are going first. Rajim's coaching freshmen this year, uh, so not as many varsity commitments, which will be a great thing for us at ESPN Missoula because he will be able to contribute consistently on Fridays. We'll be having to hit the road and doing some of the strenuous and long uh, AA road trips. but Rajim will swing by when he can. So he might be here by the time we're breaking down the end of the first hour. Uh, some of the guys that first appeared in Sports Illustrated from Montana. Or maybe he'll get us get to him at the top of the hour. But either way, Rajim will swing by. We're going to talk uh, all things NFL. We also have our Treasure State Stars. That keeps getting pushed back this week. And uh, we're just going to have a winding conversation about the return of football and uh, what it's like for Rajim wearing so many hats in Missoula and helping out with all the youth across our great community. You want to watch the show or listen to the show somewhere in a non-traditional fashion. You want to watch it on your tablet or your cell phone, your computer, whatever. Go to our station website, 1029ESPN.com. There you'll find the live stream. Or you can hit up our YouTube channel. You're going to want to subscribe to YouTube because we're going to be doing a bunch of giveaways this fall. And YouTube's going to be your way to enter. You will not be able to enter in a lot of uh, these giveaways unless you... uh, are subscribed to our YouTube channel. So Nuanez now, N-U-A-N-E-Z. That'll get you there. Just click subscribe. You'll get alerts, reminders of when the show's coming on. It's a great way to stream it, whether you want to watch it or uh, just listen to it. But YouTube, it is, uh, it's not even the future. It's the now. So go hit up our YouTube channel as well. Of course, we are broadcasting through the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Northwest Motorsport is new to Missoula. I drove by it right on my way down to Sentinel here today. And, man, they got a lot of pretty shiny trucks down there. Trucks, trucks, and more trucks. That's their slogan, and they're not lying. Go check them out here at the corner of Stevens and Mount. Or you visit them online, nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. The rain is breaking, so that's good. It's getting a little muggy. I'm already uh, a little bit hot as I sit down here uh, at Missoula Sentinel. But you're listening to Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. Thanks so much for kicking it with us on your Friday. It is a Friday, so that means you can stay up late. There's all sorts of fun things going on. Tommy has a list of 293 movies he needs to watch, so he should have two different cups of coffee. I'm sitting here drinking my Florence coffee. I got the standard triple shot iced Americano, 16-ouncer, splash of cream. Give me all the caffeine. Give me all the goods. It is a Friday, and I love partying on a Friday with Florence Coffee. No matter where you're at in Missoula, there's a Florence Coffee company near you. Rajim's going to need this coffee I got for him, too, because uh, he's going to need a little pick-me-up. Uh, well, maybe actually he won't because uh, he's probably going to be all jacked up uh, from coaching. But either way, uh, we'll look forward to Rajim Seabrook swinging by our, our normal Friday co-host uh, somewhere between 4.30 and 5, just depending on when he gets all done with his responsibilities uh, down here at Missoula Sentinel. It's time now for Prep Extra, our Prep Extra segment every two, uh, twice a week, excuse me, uh, highlighting some of the best prep performances from across the state of Montana each and every week here on Nuanas Now, and it is proudly presented by Farmer State Bank. Farmer State Bank has helped Montanans prosper since 1907. Experience the difference at a location near you. Farmer State Bank is an equal housing lender and member FDIC. What does Sentinel have to replace from a year ago? Well, I think that uh, if you were to look at the roster broadly and you didn't know the individual subjects or sort of the way that this team has been operating the last couple years, you would say, wow, there's a team in Montana that had six guys that were Division I talents on the team. That's amazing. You look at from last year's class, the, the, who led Sentinel to their undefeated record and their first state title in more than 40 years. You got Jace Klusiewicz, uh, former Frenchtown standout who played a senior year at Sentinel. He's now playing safety for the Grizzlies. I've been watching Jace uh, during camp. He's running with the threes. He's doing well. 
you got Soren Sivrud, who played running back and linebacker last year for the Spartans. He's now playing linebacker for Montana. You got Gino Leonard, one of the best two-way players in the state of Montana last year. He's a center, an all-state center, and he was also the best defensive player in the in the state. He was co-defensive MVP uh, of the state of Montana, and he's now playing linebacker for the Grizzlies. You got T.J. Roush, who was first-team all-state at both wide receiver and corner last year as a senior. Well, he's now playing safety at Montana. And uh, you also got Dylan Rollins, who's down at BYU, uh, one of the best offensive line prospects to come out of Montana in the last 10 years. The first Montanan period to take an FBS offer. Not to earn one, but to take one and head to the FBS. So he will be competing for the BYU Cougars this fall. So uh, when you look at that and you think, wow, six Division One guys. Oh, and then you have to also mention Cameron Sermon, who was the Class AA uh, Offensive Player of the Year last year as a quarterback for Sentinel. He's now over at UW as a preferred walk-on for the Washington Huskies football team. So you're talking about the best quarterback in the state by the accolades. You're talking about the, one of the best playmakers in the state in T.J. Roush, according to the accolades. One of the best tacklers in the state, according to the accolades by uh, Geno Leonard. One of the best offensive linemen. So you're thinking, okay, well, how is this team ever going to replace that? That's a once-in-a-generation class. How is Sentinel gonna even going to come close to contending this upcoming year? Well, I think that they have this program turned in the direction where the expectation is playoffs no matter what. And uh, good seasons are final four years where they make it to the semis and great seasons are where they make a run of the state championship. And it's crazy to think where Sentinel once was nowhere close to the playoff picture and now here they are. Uh, certainly not only the defending state champs, but absolutely in the mix again this year. I expect Sentinel to be very, very competitive. And part of that is because of the expectation of the program. I think Dane Oliver and his coaching staff have done a tremendous job. They've instilled the belief of winning uh, into these guys, but they've also instilled the expectation of winning. Uh, it's very similar to the theories that Bobby Halk operates under. I mean, Coach Halk at University of Montana, he was Dane Oliver's head coach during Dane Oliver's senior year. Dane Oliver uh, more famously played for Joe Glenn. He was on the 2001 National Championship team as a wide receiver there for Montana, but Oliver then played his senior year for Bobby Halk. But that same expectation of excellence that was such a precedent at Montana during the 2000s, that seems very similar. It seems like a crossover. It seems very applicable to me when you talk about the Sentinel Spartans. So I do think that part, personnel aside, just the culture of the program, the culture of what they want to do, but also the expectation is one of the uh, best parts about this program and why I expect Sentinel to be good. You also have to think there, there's a reason why there's eight guys playing for the Bobcats and the Grizzlies and one guy playing for BYU just from just the last handful of years here at Sentinel. And that's because they do a hell of a job developing college talent. They have talent, but these guys are operating in a college football-type program where they're expected to lift. They're expected to study film. They're expected to engage in football uh, activities and operations year-round. And I think that's why a Sentinel is producing more Grizz and Bobcat-level players than anybody else in the state of Montana right now. Uh, especially in the western part of the state. So I think that that's uh, a key factor in this whole thing as well. And uh, I think that they've revamped their toughness, and a lot of that has been the personnel. That is uh, indicative of the kids. When you got guys like Geno Leonard, tough as nails. Guys like Zach Cruz, who we're going to get to in just a minute, tough as nails. And so I think that the revitalization of toughness has also uh, helped the Sentinel Spartans quite a bit. It's Nuanas now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. Or maybe watching and listening in SWX Montana Television. I'm not in studio. I'm cold through Nuanas. I'm down at the Missoula Sentinel practice field. Spartans scrimmaging right now. So we're down here to check out the action, give you a little live coverage of that, and uh, break down the Sentinel football program. But also, uh, we are... Uh, Going to be joined by Regime Seabrook, an assistant football coach for Missoula Sentinel here. Uh, somewhere between 4.30 and 5 o'clock, depending on when he gets done with all his coaching responsibilities. So look forward to that. This is part of our Prep Extra, which is presented by Farmer State Bank. Another thing is you look at the guys that actually are in college. Mitch Roberts was sort of the, the leader of this most recent group, the younger brother of Benny Roberts. And Mitch Roberts was a great quarterback at Sentinel. He was sort of on the, the front end of when they first started to turn the corner. Uh, they got to the playoffs his senior year, and that was sort of the first step in what's been incremental steps since then. Uh, they're running a program here. I think that's what's worth noting at Missoula Sentinel. It's very program-esque. It's not just teams. They have a program, and they've incrementally built from the 
first round of the playoffs when Mitch Roberts was a senior to then a couple different semifinal berths, including when Rylan Ort and Byron Rollins, a couple guys that play for the Bobcats, were part of the Sentinel program. Rylan Ort, by the way, getting great reviews over at Montana State. He will certainly be in the mix to play at that safety position for MSU as a redshirt uh, freshman. And Byron Rollins, he's a super-duper junior this year. Uh, Byron was, I believe, a class of 2014 or 2015 um, graduate. I know that he was in the Shrine game, and there's a picture of him with all the other guys that went to the Bobcats that same year, guys like Mitch Brat and Logan Jones and Braden Conkle and Josh Hill. Well, all those guys were fifth-year seniors on that 2019 Bobcat team. And Byron Rollins, he went on an LDS mission for two years, and then the COVID came around, and all of a sudden now he still has this year and another year of eligibility remaining, uh, even though uh, some of his former classmates were fifth-year seniors two falls ago. So Byron Rollins, uh, he's got a chance to play on the defensive line. As you heard Brent Vegan, Montana State head coach, say here on Nuanas now, now, earlier this week. But that was sort of the first iteration of it. And then this last group, like we mentioned, Jace Kluswich, Soren Seaver, Gino Leonard, TJ Roush, and uh, Dylan Rollins all um, sort of took where the, the baseline had been set by some of those older Sentinel guys, and then took it up one notch as well. So, fun to analyze, fun to cover, and uh, also worth, worth noting Jackson Lee, another one that's played for the Grizzlies. He's the eighth guy from the Sentinel Spartan program that are playing for either the Cats or the Grizz. And then, of course, you also have Dylan Rollins down there playing uh, at BYU. It's our Prep Extra presented by Farmer State Bank. We do that twice a week, giving you updates from around the world of prep sports in the great state of Montana. Farmer State Bank has helped Montanans prosper since 1907. Experience the difference at a location near you, an equal housing lender and member FDIC, and a passionate supporter of youth athletics around the state of Montana. Andrew Houghton, SkylineSportsMT.com, as well as ESPN Missoula, joining us next. Why are the Eagles so bad, and why... Do the Cowboys feel like they could win the Super Bowl this year? Plus, are the Patriots a contender or a pretender? All that next. NFL coverage on Nuana is now. Keep it right here. 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Sports Bet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sports Bet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Fall camps are open across all levels of football in the Treasure State, and a rematch of the Class AA State Championship game is just eight days away in Missoula. Hello, I am Colter Juanez. Next Friday, August 27th, Missoula Sentinel will be state title defense against West, the 2020 runner-up, and the 2018 state champions. The action will take place at Washington Grizzly Stadium with kickoff scheduled for 7 p.m. The Spartans went undefeated last season behind a roster that featured six Division I players, including 2020 Montana Gatorade Player of the Year Dylan Rollins, who is now at BYU. Quarterback Cameron Sermon is now playing defensive back at Washington, while linebacker Geno Leonard, along with defensive backs Jace Kuswich, Soren Sevrud, and TJ Roush, all play for the Montana Grizzlies. Sentinel does return Zach Cruz, a first-team All-State selection at tight end and defensive end as a junior, who is now playing quarterback for the Spartans. Cruz committed to Montana earlier this month. West is led by quarterback Isaiah Clouch, along with do-everything junior Riley Bergeson, who's committed to Navy. The Frontier Conference opens football on Saturday, August 28th, with games on the Montana State Northern Campus in Haver against College of Idaho, in Dillon between host Montana Western and Carroll College, in Butte with Montana Tech hosting Eastern Oregon, and in Billings with Rocky Mountain College hosting Southern Oregon. And finally, Montana opens its season at Washington in Seattle on September 4th. Montana State opens in Laramie earlier that day against Wyoming. This 102.9 ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Aspen Sound.
ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. Watching in on television, you don't see me in the Northwest Motorsports Studio. Well, I just made my way over to the action. Missoula Sentinel uh, holding their wrapping of fall camp scrimmage here uh, down at the Sentinel practice fields at Sentinel High School here in Missoula. And uh, happy to see some live football action at the high school level. Sentinel, the Class AA defending state champion. So uh, little guys are going now. Looks like freshmen, maybe sophomores are on the field right now. Rajim Seabrook, our main guy and our main Frederick contributor, will join us here on Nuanas now in about, oh, 25, 30 minutes. So just, just depending on when he gets done with all his stuff. Uh, but in the meantime, I want to talk some NFL with our main guy, Andrew Hout. Well, the craft of being a journalist is a lot of different things, but in its essence, it's training your mind to analyze situations objectively. Yet, all of us journalists are still humans, so we still have, uh, you know, emotional connections to certain realms of the sporting world. We try to disconnect ourselves broadly, particularly the teams that we cover, but I've pretty much gotten to the point where I can separate myself from almost all emotional connection to sports, except for when it comes to the NFL. I still love the Minnesota Vikings as much as I did when I was a little kid, even though they drive me crazy uh, lately. It was uh, a lot easier to root for Minnesota when they had Randy Moss and uh, Adrian Peterson and guys like that than it is when they have Kirk Cousins and Adam Thielen, a couple guys that I don't love. But regardless, fandom's a funny thing. And so that's where we're going to go today. Because we're going to break down the NFC East times two. Also get some thoughts on the AFC East as well. But two of my main contributors here at Nuanas now are Rajim Seabrook, who will join us here uh, in just a minute, and Andrew Houghton, both ESPN Missoula and SkylineSportsMT.com. Rajim famously loves the New York football giants. He's from New York. He grew up there. It's hard to not. The look on Andrew's face says it all about the rivalries in the NFC East because Andrew is a big-time Philadelphia Eagles fan. I think the first three times I ever saw Andrew, he was wearing his uh, Philadelphia Eagles beanie. So uh, this is kind of your wheelhouse, but it's also fascinating because I do love – the reason I talked about the journalism part of things is I do think that even when we do have an emotional attachment to a team – we can still analyze the team that we have an emotional attachment for uh, from an objective perspective. And when they get bad, you sort of know better than anybody why they're bad. So tell us why the hell the Philadelphia Eagles are so bad. They went from being the Super Bowl champions to one of the worst teams in the NFL in like three years. Well, because that's what happens in the it's NFL. True. It is true. You that's get, actually true. You get capped out. They had the, the deepest roster in the league to the point where they were able to win a Super Bowl with Nick Foles, which was one of the greatest days of my life. I'll, Definitely. I'll tell you I'll tell you a story about this. I thought that I was, you know, pulling away from Philadelphia Eagles fandom being more objective. Sure. Like after I graduated from college sure. and like in, in high school, you know, the Eagles lost would ruin my entire week, right? Right. Pulled away from it in college, I'm like, oh, I'm objective. I'm a journalist. Like I follow the team, whatever. I'm not living or dying with it. That playoff run was some of the most emotional games that I've ever watched. I was like, wow. I guess I didn't back away as far. Like, I was I was crying after that Super Bowl win. If, if the Vikings made it to the NFC Championship game and they hosted, I would absolutely spend whatever dollar oh, it yeah. took because I have multiple friends in Minneapolis. I got hookups for tickets. I, I would I'd sell my car <laughs> to be able to go there and watch it. I would. I would. And, that, and that's you. if you know me, you know I have no real rooting interest in any of this stuff, but I absolutely would, so I totally feel you on that. But then after that, I mean, the check comes due. I mean, that's the way it goes in the NFL. It is. They got capped out. They were dealing with a couple years of low draft picks, right? Yep. And then, of course, the Carson Wentz thing happens. Yeah, of course. And, well, and there's also just the natural progression or, I guess, regression of a team. Guys like, I mean, the Eagles, that year they won the Super Bowl, had among, if not the best offensive lines in football. Yep. They still have multiple of those guys. They're just, just old. Yeah. yeah, I mean, th- three or four years when you already were at the end of your prime in your early 30s, like Jason Kelsey and Jason Peters, they're just old. And Jason Peters is, in my opinion, a Hall of Famer. I agree. And uh, he, you know, now he's just not hes not an all-pro level tackle anymore. He's just an okay tackle. And, when, and Kelsey's not the best center in the league anymore. He's just a pretty okay center. And when that happens, 
Uh, and, and then who's the other big boy that they got? The guard. Brandon, Brandon uh, Brooks. Brandon Brooks. And he's, he's, been, he's been hurt. Both of their starting guards have been not playing in training camp at all. This is why we were talking about, like, who's going to be the worst team in the league. I think they could be up there. I mean, Devonta Smith's been in and out in training camp. The two starting guards are in and out in training camp. Like, this is a team that really can't afford any injuries because they have no depth. And they've been hit with them so far. Nuwana is now 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. Andrew Houghton joining me, Coulter Nuanas. Recording this one before I head on down to Sentinel because we needed to buy a little time here as we get all settled in and set up. Uh, Rajim Seabrook will be back over here in just a quick minute. Uh, Rajim's conducting the freshman portion of the Missoula Sentinel football scrimmage here. We're down here checking out the state champs, being outside in a late August day, and uh, helping out our boy because Rajim, he said, hey, man, I want to do the show. I love doing the show, but I can't do the show and the scrimmage, so why don't you just do the show from the scrimmage? So we thought, ah, it's a great idea. So we're down here at Missoula Sentinel. So if you're watching on SWX Montana Television, you can see an empty Northwest Motorsport studio. But go check out Northwest Motorsport. You need something to do this weekend. They got all sorts of inventory, more trucks than anybody in the Pacific Northwest. So go check them out. You can also go to nwmsrocks.com. That's nw msrocks.com. Uh, let's talk about Carson Wentz for a minute because I know he's no longer in this division, but he's certainly a person of interest because of his ties uh, to Montana, the state of Montana, because you know North Dakota State has played both Montana and Montana State in the regular season in the playoffs. You know, it's, it's a parallel program. It's a program that I think a lot of people in Montana look to. Like, how did North Dakota State surpass Montana and Montana State. Montana and Montana State are still great, but North Dakota State lapped them 10 times over. I never thought we'd see a run as dominant as the Grizz run from 2000 to 2009, but in reality, that run only included one national championship, even though it included four national championship game appearances. Well, North Dakota State put that to shame with eight national championships in a row. So uh, I guess what was eight, eight and nine years, but regardless, I mean, eight national championships in a decade, an astounding number. But also, of course, Carson Wentz played in Missoula. He only played for about two quarters before getting knocked out, and that was certainly a key factor uh, in Montana's 38-35 win over NDSU back in 2015. Uh, but Wentz also has another local tie, and that is that the quarterback's coach for the Philadelphia Eagles for the last two years he was there was Marty Morningway, who's a former Grizz quarterback and now makes his home in Missoula. Uh, Marty, uh, I tease for a little later on, but Marty is going to be a contributing member of this show uh, consistently, weekly, so we'll have more on that next week. Marty actually just had a little knee operation, so uh, still, he, he's, he's recovered from that, but he'll be back in the saddle, and uh, he'll be giving you some great NFL and Grizz football analysis, so stay tuned for that. Uh, but he basically gave me some insight on Carson Wentz. I won't put words in Marty's mouth. I'll let him talk about this when he's on the show. But uh, his basic premise was that uh, Wentz has one of the most live arms in the league, and he just lost his he lost his way. He lost his confidence, and that was it. I mean, and, and its injury was the spark. But uh, in your mind, somebody that watched Wentz more than anybody, can he resurrect his career now that he's back with Frank Reich and he's in Indianapolis? I think yes, because I am a little bit, like, not clear-sighted about this because the Carson Wentz that I saw in 2017, a little bit in, you know, 2019 – was just incredible. Uh, watching him, you, there were a lot of questions. This is what I'll remember about Carson Wentz coming out of college. So many questions about him, right? Because of NDSU, because they had to trade up to get him. Yep. There were the arguments, you know, Jared Goff versus Carson Wentz before the draft. Sure. And I just remember that first year when he was okay and the Eagles went 7-9, and nine. He threw 16 touchdowns, 14 picks, but you could just see it when yeah. he would when he would break a play, get outside the pocket, throw a 50-yard bomb, and everybody was like, okay, we might have something here. And then he was able to put it together, actually, in 2017 when he was doing that stuff, you know, week in and week out. He has a startling level of athleticism when he's healthy for a man his size with his arm strength. And... Uh, so I still believe in Carson Wentz as well. I do think that I, I think. Uh, tell me if I'm wrong here. This is me just f- fully speculating. But the, the cap situation, combined with the aging of the offensive line, combined with some injuries at some key positions, combined with the lack of confidence of Carson Wentz, all had huge factors in um, Philadelphia's sort of fall from Super Bowl champion to now a team that could be in the mix for a top five pick this next year if things go as poorly as. Maybe some people hope. Uh, but I think that there's a fifth factor. 
I think there was something happening with their coaching staff, or I think that there was some sort of disconnect. Obviously, the fracture of coaching staffs when you win a Super Bowl is so common. And so Frank Reich getting a head coaching job after being the OC is not necessarily this you know, symbol of, of the dysfunction. But you can just see in the way that Doug Peterson interacted with the media and the way that, um, that they were... I, I truly think that going from Super Bowl champion to anything but Super Bowl champion in that media market just eats you alive. And I think there was an intangible factor that was affecting everybody in the organization from the top guy down because when you are an eagle, once you reach the mountaintop... You better stay there, or else they're gonna. It's it's a one of you don't from the lately city more than any other city in the country. I think that's part of it. I think part of it too is there were always whispers about Carson Wentz himself in that locker room and struggling to connect with people, and you know the effort that he had to put in to make himself the leader of that locker room when he came in because he's you know a white guy. He's from Bismarck, North Dakota, right? He does sure. not connect with a lot of his teammates on a lot of levels. Um, so that was part of it. And the other thing I think is just when we're talking about the NFL, it doesn't take a lot of slippage on your roster no question. to completely lose your place. Right? No question. Because we've, we've talked about it a million times. There's so much parity in the league. I don't think people realize how quickly that entire roster went downhill after the Super Bowl, and, you know, it, it doesn't take that much. It's why I always make the analogy that the FCS is a salary cap sport, just like the NFL is a salary cap version of football, and the FBS is like the baseball version of football. Because when you're starting uh, All-American defensive end at Alabama gets hurt, the next dude, he might not be an All-American yet, but he's probably gonna be. And the talent dip is not that drastic. The experience dip might be two years. Contrast that in the NFL. Brandon Brooks, I think he, what, he, break, he broke his ankle or something. So he had some sort of lower leg injury. Well, now you go from a guy who's a top 50 player in the entire NFL, and he's one of the three or four best offensive guards in the entire NFL, to likely, because you're paying Brandon Brooks, likely a guy who's rated like a 69 on Madden. Right? right? Like, that's right. what that's why it all goes so far down. Like, when, when Nick Bosa and George Kittle and Debo Samuel get hurt in the same week, their backups, you went from A's, A, A to A-plus players to C-minus players, always. You don't have an A-minus backup like you do at the FBS level, and that's why in the Cats, the Grizz, Big Sky Conference, it's so important for the best players to stay healthy because their backup is going to be nowhere as good, and it's the same thing in the league. Yeah, that's a, that's a super interesting point. I mean, it's just... We saw this with the NBA playoffs this year too, right? Mm-hmm. Just the the Nets getting out, you know, Kyrie and James Harden being hurt, Trey Young being hurt, and suddenly the Bucks are in the finals, right? Yep. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you have to have your best players, particularly in the salary cap, professional sports. Nuana's now one two nine ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. Andrew Houghton joining me. Coulter Nuana's are broadcasting through the Northwest Motorsports Studio. All right, let's talk about the rest of the division. First of all, I'll give you a crack at, at uh, Rajim's New York Giants. Saquon Barkley being back has people optimistic. Somehow, some way, Danny Dimes is like a, a 50-50 guy in the league. I think he's terrible. I don't I think, think he's he, good. I don't either, but there's people that still do. There's He hasn't been labeled as a bust as quickly as a guy that gets drafted that high in a big media market usually does. Even though he's been, he's had a couple like flashy moments, but he's mostly just been bad. He's and been leading the league in turnovers. I mean, he's, fum- I think he's fumbled the ball like 30 times in his career. It's an astounding pace that he's at. I know that they, the people seem to like Joe Judge and that it seems like they, they, they were always one of the most solid organizations in football. That's why it was so weird when they became not that for a few years. But also, you make some bad hires and you sort of have to, uh, deal with, with the ramifications, but um, regardless, I'm not buying the Giants hype, but I've been hearing all the talking heads saying the Giants are going to be one of the most improved teams in football. Is that just because they want the New York ears to be listening, or is that a real uh, prediction? I'm on the same page as you are. I don't see where people are getting this from. I think it's partially just because of the other talent that they have, right, with, with Saquon and Kenny Galladay coming in. Sure. Sterling Shepard. I mean, they still have Evan Ingram there. They're like, they're looking at it and they're like, well, this has to be the year for Daniel Jones, right? Sure. They don't, they're, you know, there's no, 
But you're just saying that on faith. Right? I know you just named a bunch of okay players, though. Like I don't think I, they're big names. I get that. They're guys you've heard they, of. That's because they play for the Giants. Is that true? I don't. I don't know. You you want to know what the real reason is? And most people that are listening to this are going to hate me for saying this. The real reason is because fantasy nerds control everything. So Evan Ingram's like the seventh best fantasy tight end. So people think he's good. He's not that good, man. He's all right. He's all right. He's an all right in space tight end. He's a bad inline tight end. He can't block. He's all right. Trilling Stepford, he's like the 50th best fantasy wide receiver, so people got him on their bench and they play him sometimes. Like, he's all right. I just don't think – I love Saquon Barkley. That's the one part about their team I'm buying. I'm not buying any of the rest of the New York Giants. Rajim's going to be so mad at us. <laughs> but, like, what if, I'd, I would be so curious to hear Rajim's counter-argument here, right? Uh, well, and that's – he will be uh, joining us here, and we will talk NFL at the top of the hour here uh, on Nuanas Now. Uh, enough bashing on the Jazz because Rajim's not here to defend himself quite yet. Uh, let's talk about the rest of the division. Which actually uh, has two intriguing teams, uh, I think. Absolutely. I, I think the Washington football team – has an opportunity to be one of the best defensive teams in football. I think somehow, some way, the team that was literally the worst drafting team on earth besides maybe the Lions and the Browns somehow got good at drafting, and now they have a great defensive front. They have, a, I mean, they have great personnel across their defense, but I think Chase Young is a transcendent talent. You pair him next to Jonathan Allen. I mean, who he was an SEC player of the year at Alabama. I think they have two elite guys up front. And I think on uh, offense, I think they have a lot of pieces as well. So I think the Redskins are certainly, in my opinion, the favorite in this division. Uh, I also know that the Cowboys have done a ton of work. And uh, this year, Hard Knocks is about the Cowboys. And when they really put it into perspective, this is one of the most intriguing and pressure-packed years of any individual player, any individual quarterback in the history of the NFL. I've always been lukewarm on Dak Prescott, but the fact that this guy went from uh, a guy that was a rising star in Dallas to a guy who had to deal with a horrific tragedy with his brother taking his own life to uh, a guy who had his foot turned backwards during a game to then a guy who signed a contract that will forever alter the history of the league because it's the Dak Prescott contract. Now every guy that's better than Dak Prescott is getting paid what Dak Prescott's getting paid. So all of those things together, combined with the fact now you're on hard knocks, which has been the kiss of death for a little while now because of the overexposure of it all, this is like such a crazy year for the Cowboys and Dak Prescott. Which is why I'm surprised that the Cowboys ended up on hard knocks. I'm thankful that they did. Uh, yeah, I mean, the thing that I think people forget with Dak Prescott is before he hurt his foot, he was on pace to set the new single-season record for passing yards, and that was three games or whatever. He, he, he was. Uh, it's like I've always argued here in my four years at ESPN Missoula. If you look at most of the best passing seasons of all time and you also look at the best passing seasons of the last five years, 75 to 80% of those seasons occur on teams that suck because you throw for a million yards when you play for a team that sucks. Right? It's only very rare that the the Peyton Mannings of the world throw for 5,500 yards and 55 touchdowns and you also win the Super Bowl. For sure. I don't think they're a Super Bowl contender, but I do think they're the favorite in the division. You do? Over the Redskins? Yeah. How, why is that? Because of Dak Prescott. See, I think my, my, uh, my determining factor is... Ron Rivera. I'm okay. out on Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy sure. doesn't have it anymore. I think Ron Rivera is a hell of a coach, and I think his team plays their butts off for him. I just think that he's the deciding factor. I think that the Redskins are better on defense. I think they do bring some momentum in from last year, even though they they weren't great. They finished strong, and uh, I just I don't know. They were one of my teams. You know, I am I am a little more skewed on this too because they were one of the teams that made me a bunch of money the last six weeks of the mm, season too because they were they were always in these. Uh, tight point spread games and Riding they were pulling out streak. wins. It's yeah. exactly right. So uh, I don't know, but I, I, I agree. I think we're on the same page. Though. These are the two teams in the division to beat. Yes. Yeah, I don't see. I am trying to remember like Riverboat Ron flipping the switch in Carolina, turning into Riverboat Ron Rivera. Right. And then I guess keeping that momentum up. I don't know if I believe in that so, so much as much as you do. I think that. Prescott, Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb. Like, I'm taking those guys when it comes down to it. Just, and yeah, I mean, these games yeah. are, 
the kind of games. I mean, the NFC East, they're all, every single game is a rivalry game. Yeah. Like, maybe I'm just way I, off base here. It's going to be decided just, by defense in November. That That's what the NFL and that's what football is always decided by. That's just what the talking heads and the fantasy football gurus don't want you to know or believe because they want you to continue to waste your life gambling on all this stuff. Think about all the talented little groupings of guys. The 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 the, the Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, uh, it, you know, I guess Cam Akers tore his Achilles, but, you know, that little group for the Rams or the you know, the the Henry Ruggs and, and uh, who's their other receiver? And Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro and Josh Jacobs for the Raiders. And at one spot time, it was Dalvin Cook, Stephon Diggs, and, and Adam Thielen for the Vikings. And you have all these guys in Denver, and you have all these little collections of all these sweet little skill guys. And if you could get them all on your fantasy team, it would all be great. None of those teams were in the Super Bowl. Not one of them. Yeah, but I mean, Mike Evans and Rob Gronkowski and Antonio Brown won the Super Bowl last year. Yeah, Brady. because they had guys like no, the, freaking Vita and Definitely. Levante David, too. And, yeah. you know, I mean, when you go get one of the most transcendent inside linebacker talents in the last 15 years of the draft and Devin Davis, I mean, these, dude, these, the Bucks defense was balling. It, it, I just, I just, uh, I don't know. I, 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 I love when teams get all hyped up, but you're right. I do think that all those groups that I named though, I do think that the Cowboys are better than any of those teams, those groups I named because even though I despise him personally, Ezekiel Elliott is one of the best players in the NFL, and uh, and Mark Cooper is a rising star, and CeeDee Lamb looks like a rising star, and so to your point, that's what it all comes down to, though. It comes down to Dak. For the Cowboys to make a run of the Super Bowl, Dak has to play at an MVP level, right? I think for them to even win the division, I'm not. T- I don't think either of these teams are Super Bowl teams, right? Like they're ten win teams, and it's going to come down to which of them finishes ten and six, and which of them finishes eleven and five, maybe, right? Andrew Houghton joining us here. Nuana is now 1029 ESPN Missoula. Statewide Television, SWX Montana TV. Down at Missoula Sentinel broadcasting to you from the Spartan scrimmage. Our boy Regime Seabrook will join us here uh, in just a moment. Once he gets done conducting all his uh, great play calling for the Sentinel freshman team. All right, let's talk briefly about the AFC East, Andrew. And we'll cover this a little bit more with Rajim as well. But to me... This actually is one of the more intriguing divisions in the NFL because it was the least intriguing division in the NFL for 20 years. It was the Patriots and everybody else, and that's it, and that's all. And haters of the Patriots could say, well, they walked to the Super Bowl or they walked to the playoffs every year. All they had to do was steal two games to be a 12-win team. There's some validity to that. But now you have one of the better teams in the league that's not the Patriots. It's the Bills. I think Miami's coming. I think Brian Flores has an opportunity to be one of the first Belichick disciples to actually really get something rolling down to Miami. And uh, I I have never been a Patriots lover. I've always been a Patriots hater. But conventional wisdom says to me that Bill Belichick's not going 6-10 and 10 again. They got a bunch of dudes back after opting out. And uh, they have at least a couple options at quarterback. Where are we at with the AFC East? I think this is the year. Finally, that this is the referendum on Bill Belichick this year. Ooh, okay. It, it, it would it would bring me, I, I don't want to say great joy, but it would be very uh, entertaining for me if that was the case. For good or for ill, right? This yeah. is the year. Like, you, you get a year after Tom Brady leaves. You know, they had the year where they played with Matt Castle or whatever when sure. Tom Brady got hurt. It seems, un, maybe it is unfair. This, I think, is the year for Bill Belichick the Patriots way, right? The entire philosophy of that team, because aside from Brady and Belichick, right? Like that team won sort of in, in different ways than every other team, just the organizational philosophy, the way that they always traded down in the drafts. Sure. I think this is the year where you're like, well, does that work? Or was it, was it all Tom Brady or, you know, and the, it should be a tough division. Like you said, mm-hmm. I find it, I've always found it so fascinating that, a lot of what the Patriots were doing were it seemed so innovative and and unique and all this stuff, uh, but in reality, when it came to in games, what the Patriots were doing is what is the essence of coaching. They were taking the players on their roster and putting them in, in a position to succeed, and it, why it's why it seemed like they had so many guys doing so many unorthodox things, like Mike Vrabel catching touchdowns and you know Rob Nikovich playing fullback and stuff like that. But it's more just putting you in a position to succeed. I mean, they drafted Dan Fletcher out of Montana State, and he was one of the best defensive ends the Big Sky Conference has seen in the last 20, 25 years. And they put him at stand-up inside linebacker. 
And he started in the Super Bowl because they saw that in him. And so it's across the board. I have just always been so surprised that I guess the the, the 49ers are doing it a little bit right now. Actually, Arizona is doing it a little bit on the defensive side of the ball where they just kind of have these guys that maybe are positionless players, but they put them on the field in sort of unique roles. Um, like Deion Buchanan for the Cardinals is one of the first guys I thought of when I thought of that. But regardless, I'm just so surprised that people didn't copy that method because it doesn't. It, it's actually not that innovative. It's actually the simplest uh, version of coaching that there is. It is really weird that the league took so long to catch up to the stuff that they were doing. Right, right, like yeah. the, the the trading down too. I mean, every every analyst was saying, oh, on the actual draft value chart, everybody should be doing this every year. Right. And for years, only the Patriots were doing it, and nobody else was bothering. Uh, it's interesting. I mean, has the league gotten to that point where the Patriots are just another team, just another organization, Belichick's just another coach now? Uh, I still think the Patriots have some of the better players in the league. Well, people forget that two years ago, the Patriots were uh, on a historic pace defensively. And then they sort of had an end-of-the-season meltdown, which made them have a little bit more average numbers across the board. But then also a bunch of their really good players opted out. And so I think that when you get Gerard Mayo back and you get Stephen, Stephon Gilmore back and you get one of the McCourty twins back, and you, I know Patrick Chung just retired, but he, he was going to come back, and you get Danny Shelton back, you get all these guys back, that automatically just makes your defense better because those are your better players. Uh, but I also just, I think that, uh, I think Cam Newton was hurt last year. I can't believe I'm standing on the table for the Patriots, but I think the Patriots have an opportunity to be the second best team in this division and be a, a playoff team again. Do you think they're going to go with Cam Newton or, or Mac Jones? Well, I think that uh, I think they're going to go with Cam Newton one more year. I think Cam got hurt last year. Cam looked really good the first three weeks of the year, and then he had that two-point conversion that got stuffed by the Seahawks, and he got a helmet right there on the stinger, and he was throwing it just like a guy with a stinger for the whole rest of the year, and they didn't want to roll a stidham. So uh, I don't know. I'm never going to bet against Cam Newton. I know that... Uh, I know that I'm in the minority on that, too. But I, I have always been a big Cam Newton guy. I think he's misunderstood in a, pretty much every way, <laughs> from a player to a person and everything in between. So, um, I don't know. I, I, I think the Patriots are, I wouldn't even say a dark horse, but an outside contender for uh, a playoff spot. I'm with you on that, actually. I think it would be a great story if Cam Newton started all year. If they made a playoff run with Cam Newton at the helm, of course... Stingers are an occupational hazard when you're Cam Newton because he's going to run 12 times a game, right? Yep. But I'm kind of with you that I want to see them at least in the hunt, right? Especially especially if Cam Newton's starting. No question. But they do have one of the best teams in the league in the division. Yep. No question. Andrew Howden, SkylineSportsMT.com, ESPN Missoula. Thanks for being here, man. Appreciate it. More here on Nuanez Now. Rajim Seabrook, his illustrious return. Keep it right here on 102.9 ESPN, as well as SWX Montana Television. After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Bads are popping down here in Missoula Sentinel. It's fun to be watching live football again, especially when it's the kiddos doing their best out here. Welcome back. Nuwana is now 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Maybe you're watching in statewide television, SWX Montana television. I'm watching uh, my once and future co-host right now. He's calling the plays for the freshman from Missoula Sentinel, Rajim Seabrook, on the sidelines here as we're watching the scrimmage. That's one of the main reasons we're down here because Rajim said, hey, I want to do the scrimmage. I want to call the plays for the freshman, but I also want to do the show. So how about we do the show? 
from the scrimmage. So we're coming to you live from the Missoula Sentinel practice field here, and you're listening to Nuanez Now, 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Maybe you're watching in SWX Montana. We're not in studio because we're here, but we are broadcasting to you through the Northwest Motorsports studio. Northwest Motorsport, new to Missoula, located at the corner of Stevens and Mount. Go check them out, or you can look them up online as well. Largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. Find them online at nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. Something fun to get to here as we wind down hour number one on a Friday. Thanks so much for kicking it with us here on a Friday. First and foremost, beautiful weather right now. Not too hot. It rained a little earlier. actually squalled a little bit earlier. I was worried about it a little bit. Thought my equipment was going to get all wet, but I made it through, hung out in the ESPN truck for a minute, and now we're out on the practice field. But I can't think of a better place to go and hang out tonight than the rooftop at the Apex Bistro, the Apex Deck at Vertex Fitness. Vertex Fitness is located right there along Russell Street. That's one of the nicest and best new gyms in town. No contract gym. It's affordable. It's got a great facility. It's where I work out. Uh, But also, they have a great bistro, and they also have a great deck. So go have yourself a beverage on the deck sitting on the rooftop tonight at Apex Bistro attached to Vertex Fitness, and tell them you want the ESPN special. They have local draft beers from Kettle House, Byron, Big Sky, Lewis, and Clark. And if you just tell them you want the ESPN Happy Hour special, they'll give you a little discount on your brew. Also, you need to stretch it out. Yoga with the Missoula Paddleheads is rolling as well. It's not your usual yoga. It's a yoga party. Great music under the lights at sunset. Proceeds benefit. Five Valley Special Olympics. You can find tickets to Yoga with the Missoula Paddleheads at VertexFitness.com. That's where you can find all the great stuff at Vertex Fitness. So go check them out if you need a gym or uh, you're just looking to get back into it. VertexFitness.com. One last thing from Vertex as well. Cornhole tournament coming back September 9th. They got cash and prizes for the top three teams, so can't think of a better way to spend a summer evening, or I guess an early fall evening, as it were, September 9th, throwing some cornhole there at Vertex Fitness. It's VRTXFitness.com. That's VRTXFitness.com. Nurture your inner athlete. This is fun. I was, uh, since I'm down in Missoula Sentinel, I was thinking about the way the Missoula Sentinel's football program and their athletic department in general has evolved uh, in recent years and become uh, the premier athletic department in the city of Missoula and one of in the state of Montana. They're producing college-level players in multiple sports pretty much every year. Uh, we know that uh, Craig Mettler, great friend of this show, Missoula Sentinel track coach, has got that program just rolling along. Uh, they are, they've won three out of the last four girls' state championships, and they won back-to-back boys' state championships with a cancellation there in between. And uh, the basketball program is always competitive, and now the football program makes uh, is the first defending state champion for a Missoula school since 1994. So Missoula Sentinel trying to defend their first state championship in more than 40 years, and the first time since 94 when Big Sky was the defending state champs, will the Spartans, or any team from the Garden City for that matter, be the uh, the defending state champions at the Class AA level. So while I was looking through that, though, I remember once upon a time there was an article in Sports Illustrated that was saying Missoula Sentinel, one of the uh, most downtrodden high school football programs uh, in the country. And so it's amazing to see that they went from that to what it is now, uh, the defending state champions. But in my Googling of Missoula Sentinel and Sports Illustrated and all that stuff in between, I stumbled upon an article by Jeff Welsh, 406mtsports.com. Jeff's a, a good friend of mine and uh, a great writer, and he always does a great job on stuff like this. But this is the first 10 athletes from the state of Montana to ever make it into Sports Illustrated. So I thought this was uh, sort of interesting. And there's several different Missoula and Western Montana guys in here. So we're going to make this our Garden City Spotlight. Garden City Spotlight presented by Oral Surgical Associates of Missoula. Dr. Gene Morris, your go-to guy. If you need your wisdom teeth out, you need an implant, any sort of serious dental work, you're going to want to go see an oral surgeon, I promise. He's going to treat you right. He's going to do it efficiently, gently. He's going to get your recovery rolling at a way higher level than you could ever get at a normal dentist. So go check out Dr. Gene Morris at Oral Surgical Associates and uh, or you can visit oralsurgicalassociates.com. Garden City Spotlight will feature moving forward now that we are into football season full-fledged. Interviews each week with Missoula Sentinel Head Coach Dane Oliver, 
Missoula Big Sky head coach Matt Johnson and Missoula Hellgate head coach Mick Morris. So we're going back to the original format of the Garden City Spotlight, but non-football season will always just highlight some of the best athletes and performances and storylines and all that stuff uh, from around the city of Missoula. But it will go back to the four double A, excuse me, the three double A coaches. Each and every Friday during the 5 o'clock hour here on Nuanas Now, so stay tuned for that. Here are your 10, the 10 first Missoulians and Montanans to ever make it into the pages of Sports Illustrated. The first one, fittingly, I hope Tommy has a little laugh back in the studio at this one. Jack Daniels, he was a durable Army lieutenant from Missoula and an old hand at modern pentathlons. He led scores with 4,669 points in a five-day event, helping the U.S. of A. win their fourth national competition at San Antonio. So May 12, 1958, Jack Daniels, yes, his real name, of Missoula, a former Army lieutenant, the first Montanan to ever appear in Sports Illustrated. Several months later, December 15, 1958, Benny Reynolds, who was a 22-year-old Melrose Cowboy who earlier in that season had led champion Jim Shoulders in the all-round Cowboy points, was named the Rodeo Rookie of the Year by the Rodeo Cowboy Association. So in December of 1958, Benny Roberts, the second Montana to ever appear in Sports Illustrated. Third, September 28th, 1959, Jackie Johnson, a 60-year-old tennis whiz from Missoula, appeared in Sports Illustrated. Uh, she went on to win the women's and juniors singles and women's and juniors doubles a Montana Open final in Great Falls uh, earlier that year. So 1959, the next appearance by a Montana. Garden City Spotlight presented by Oral Surgical Associates of Missoula. January 30th, 1961, Finn Flutigheim, who originally came from Kongsberg, Norway, but was a Montana State College junior, majoring in electrical engineering and one of the top skiers in the entire country. They captured an event at the Wyoming Intercollegiate Ski Meet to help Montana State College upset Colorado at the NCAA Championships. So that was in 1961, Finn Flutigheim. 1962, Gene Davis, who was a junior at Missoula County High School at the time, was named the Outstanding Wrestler of the Year at the State High School Tournament. And over three years, Davis went undefeated in 47 matches and appeared uh, and won, excuse me, three straight state titles at three different weight classes. So that was the next appearance in Sports Illustrated for a Montana. In May, in May of 1962... John Rosinski, who was a junior at Rocky Mountain College at the time, he lassoed the all-around Cowboy Award at the Montana State College Rodeo in Bozeman, won two Saddle Bronc riding events, and got his name in Sports Illustrated. Later on that year, Ed Samamish, who played for five years as the football captain of Montana School of Mines and Butte, which is now Montana Tech, where he, where he had played uh, in practice sessions because of a limited turnout. He outlasted a nine-year, 44-game losing streak and finally saw his team win win 33 to 7 over northern montana so ed samamish representing what was formerly known as the montana school of mines 1964 so a two-year break lonis wigger who at the time was a 26 year old and an all-american collegiate rifle champion at montana state uh, appeared in sports illustrated later on in 1964 actually just a few months later mel miller who was 16 at the time and had boxed since he was 12, won 10 fights in five weeks to gain three AAU national championships, the Montana State in Butte, the National Junior in Helena, and the National Senior in Las Vegas. So Mel Miller, the ninth of 10, the first 10 Sports Illustrated appearances by Montanans. And finally, to wrap up our Garden City Spotlight today, Paula Canerva, who was a 13-year-old out of Whitefish, took the giant slalom in a minute and 56 seconds and uh, scored a bunch of points at the North American Alpine Skiing Championships in New New Hampshire. So fun to know. I had not heard of any of those people besides Gene Davis, uh, the legendary wrestler. And so fun to know uh, all of those first Montanans to appear in Sports Illustrated. So thanks to Jeff Welsh from uh, 406mtsports.com for that list. And uh, really fun to learn about that kind of stuff because history, it is certainly important. I think Rajim Seabrook is almost done calling plays. So he will join us here at the top of the hour. Hour one in the books. Hour two and one is now coming at you hot. We are down at the Missoula Sentinel practice fields watching the Spartans as they scrimmage. Our main guy, our Friday co-host, Rajim Seabrook, will join us uh, in hour number two after he gets done calling all the plays. 
We'll look forward to it. We got our Treasure State Stars for the week featuring a little bit of a cross-country flavor as cross-country gets kicked off this season. And we also will feature plenty of talk about high school, college, and professional football. So keep it right here. It's 1029 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide television, SWX Montana TV. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus. <laughs> 